That's a good-looking crowd. Good to, good to see you guys here. Um, I know there's some of you that probably don't know me. Um, I ha- actually have two daughters in the room. I could embarrass them wonderfully right now. That would be fun for me, but, but I won't do that to them. Um, uh, instead, I'll just embarrass myself, and then they'll be embarrassed otherwise. Um, my name is Happy. That's my given name. Uh, I am the family pastor here at the chapel, and I was, I was the, the senior high pastor here for a while until uh, you guys traded me in on a newer, fresher, more bearded model. Um, so congratulations on that. You did well. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so I know um, if you got your Bible, go to Matthew chapter 5. I know the middle school has been going through some very practical uh, applications of, of here's, here's God at work in our life. And I know you high schoolers have been going through the book of Luke. Um, and so I'm, I'm not really going to try to blend those two things t- together. I do want to let this kind of be a one-off, maybe, I don't know, I feel like it's going to be applicable to both of you, um, if, you'll, if you'll hang with me for just a little bit. Um, so it should be good. Uh, guys, the foundational spot of where you live, if you, if you start with a foundation that says uh, God exists, He's real. Um, he, has, he has spoken to me through his word. He is alive and interacting in my life on a daily basis. If you begin your, your foundation there, then, then you are setting yourself off for some, for some amazing things in life. And, and by amazing things, sometimes I think we get really, really kind of goofed up with that. We think, wow, we're going to see these magnificent like fireworks and spectacular things, and it's not necessarily the case. We're going to see that today. It's, it's these quiet moments of things should be really bad right now, but somehow I'm managing them really well. Like, man, that's a miraculous thing. Like, there's some of you, there's some, I guarantee you, there's some of you in this room that, that you have sat in this moment in your room where you're sitting on your bed, and you're, and you're wondering, why should I exist anymore? I don't even want to be alive. And yet there's something inside of you that pulls you and says, man, you are valuable, you are special, you are important, I have a purpose and a plan for your life. And guys, that's a miraculous moment, if you'll grab hold of that. So I want to I read something here that is going to, it's very countercultural, right? And so I think you'll pick up pretty quick. Okay, so the first thing I have to do is I have to finish crunching this peppermint in my mouth. Did that gross you out? Could you hear it? No? Totally? Oh, it was great. It was like the Doritos. You guys don't remember the Doritos commercial. Sorry, it was just kind of bothering me in there. Like I was drinking coffee and, you know, breath gets coffee breath and I don't want that. So I want to have pepperminty breath, but then it didn't dissolve fast enough. So I had to, I had to help it. I had to crunch it. It was good. All right, Matthew chapter 5. Okay, so I'm old. Can you give me a little more light? I can't see my Bible. Oh, that's nice. Okay, so these are called the Beatitudes. All right, so, so Jesus is sitting down with his, his disciples. He's sitting down with a group not too, not too different than you. Uh, they, they would have been a little older, but not much. Um, people that were like, I am, Jesus, I'm following you. I'm buying into what you're saying. And they were convinced that Jesus is about to come ushering in, like he's going to be king and, and the, with the crown and the, and the staff and the whatever else and all the riches and all of that. And so, man, this is going to be awesome. And so this is what Jesus says to them. Verse 2, and he opened his mouth and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. 
Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And so if you grab that word blessed, like I watched a, um, a guy during the NFL draft. I mean, I watched a bunch of them, so I'm, so I'm watching a thing. And so they drafted him, and they're like, hey, what's it feel like to be drafted in the first round? And he goes, man, I'm just blessed. I'm blessed to, blessed to have the, these talents, and I'm blessed to be here, and I'm blessed to be. And he's blessed, 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 blessed. Man, what does that word mean? It, it means fortunate. I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate to have these talents. Um, I'm fortunate to have, have, uh, have this opportunity to play for this team. I'm fortunate to be gra- be. be I'm drafted, I'm, fortu- I'm fortunate. And so we look at that and we go, wow, he is fortunate. He's really, really ta- talented. He runs a 4-4-40. He can jump. He can catch the ball. He can this. He can that. He's, man, he's really fortunate. He's, he's, he's fortunate to be drafted by this team. He's going to make millions of dollars. He's fortunate. He's fortunate. He's fortunate. Man, look at all these things. He's fortunate. And then Jesus says, no, listen, you're fortunate. You're fortunate when, when you are persecuted for righteousness' sake. How many of us want to be persecuted? Like, none. Nobody's signing up for that junk. But, you're, but Jesus says, hey, consider yourself fortunate. You're blessed if you're persecuted. You're fortunate if you're poor in spirit. You're, you're fortunate if you mourn. Do you know what it means to mourn? It means to grieve and cry over something. You're fortunate. I mean, guys, you, you look through this list, and it's completely different than, than what our, our culture says. Our culture says you're fortunate if you're bigger, stronger, faster, better looking, richer, um, all of those things. That's, that's what makes you fortunate. And, and Jesus says, no, that's not the case. You're fortunate if you, if you characterize some of these things. And so there's probably somebody in the, in the room here that goes, oh, man, that's good to hear. Because I'm, I'm not bigger, stronger, faster, richer, better looking. I'm, I'm, I feel very mediocre. And so I want to grab one of these specifically. I think this one's my favorite. Blessed, verse 5, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. What does meek mean? Anybody know? I'll tell you, because you're not going to answer. Think of it like this. Think of it like a mouse. Small. Insignificant. Mousy. Blessed are the little. Blessed are the tiny. Blessed are the meek. For what? For they shall inherit the whole earth. So um, I, I was, I was I'm, I'm about six foot four right now. Um, I'm about 175, 180, depending on whether I eat Mexican or not that day. Um, uh, and so when, when, when I was born, I was six foot two um, when I came out. Um, and, and I was seven pounds, six ounces, six foot two. Uh, and so, so my whole life, I've always been taller than, than most everyone else. Um, and so my, my poor children are, are blessed with the same thing. We stretch them out pretty well. Um, so when I was, especially when I was in middle school, so I kind of want to talk to both of you guys here, middle school and high school, because I, I, think, I think in this thing, you guys both play a significant role. When, when I was in middle school, I went to a small high school um, and a small school system down in Georgia. There were 150 in my graduating class, if that tells you anything. Um, so, hey, guys, I'm getting a little low rumble. Can you hear it? It feels like something's about to fall on me. 
like I feel like something's powering over me. It's going to fall. Um, so I go to this small high school, and so we all knew each other. By the time we get up into middle school, we all know each other really well. And, and I hated school for a whole bunch of reasons. I was too tall. I was too skinny. Like, I've always been thin. I was even thinner back then, all right, because I'm, I'm, this, I'm this scrawny little guy trying to, trying to figure out how to, I mean, I remember when the protein shakes started, you know, coming on the market, and, and for those of you that are young, you have no idea, like, when they first started making those things, I was like, I got to do that, I got to bulk up, I got to put some weight on, and, like, they weren't tasty like they are now, now they taste good, like, some of you older ones, Dan, I guarantee you, you had some of the, I mean, chalky, it tastes like you're, you're, it tastes like you pour chalk into a thing and start it up, and you're, you're just, chugging that thing down, and I remember choking those things down as best. I, I can't take it, but I got to put some weight on because I'm skinny and people are making fun of me. My name's Happy. I've got red hair, freckles, pasty white skin in Georgia, right? In Georgia, I mean, people are tanning, like they're tan almost year-round. Not me. I'm just white, just pasty white, and or red, really red, right? So I go, go one or the other, um, and, and so like I, and, and then, and then I'm a nerd, like, I, I got straight A's without even trying. And so when, when I get into high school, um, I get to this spot where in, in my high school, there was the popular crew, and then there was the not popular crew. There wasn't really smaller groups of people. There were these two crews. And so you kind of fell in somewhere. Well, I wasn't part of the popular crew at all because I wasn't cool enough. I didn't, you know, my house, we lived on a 75-acre on a farm kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and, and it just, like, nobody wants to come over there and look at the corn stalks, right? So um, nobody's coming to my house. I mean, I had a couple friends, but it, it just, like, and, and, then, and then if you were in my class, you're like, well, he's the kid that, that when we take the test, him and, like, one other guy get 100 so they, we don't get graded on the curve anymore, so you ruined my, so I failed because of you, Happy, and I'm like, you failed because of me, you failed because you're dumb. I can't help, I mean, it's not my fault that you're dumb. Don't, or study a little bit. I don't know what the problem is here. Something's going on here, but don't blame me. I did my stuff. So, so I, I find myself in this, in this region here of wanting to fit in and not fitting in. I remember when, when you got to ninth grade at my high school. In ninth grade, if you were a guy, um, you could expect the entire ninth grade year, the seniors would walk the halls, and if they caught you not paying attention, they'd thump you in the groin the whole year. I mean, it was part of your freshman welcome. Welcome to high school. Whack. Oh, yeah, thank you. It's good to be here the whole year. And so that was, that was everybody. Thankfully, that was at least everybody. That wasn't some of us. But you've got a few of us that were just... And so I found myself in this weird spot of like wanting to... They, they, I didn't really get picked on a ton, but I did a little because, I mean, for Pete's sake, my name's Happy. That's easy to make fun of. I'm tall and skinny. That's easy to make fun of. I'm, I could roll the list down but there was this other guy that had it really, really, really bad. His name was Tony. And so Tony was a kid who, uh, incredibly talented, Tony would sit during class and he would draw. And I mean, he would just sketch these phenomenal drawings. Big glasses, um, hair was always messed up, um, and he would draw, and, and uh, that boy right there got picked on more than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life. I remember our senior year, um, so we voted for the senior superlatives, right? Best dressed, Mr. Armurchie High School, this, that, blah. Um, they voted for Tony as best looking, just as a straight-up joke, just to humiliate him. And so I hung out with Tony some, 
not because I really wanted to be friends with him, but because I felt so bad for him. Like, I mean, he got, he got pretty much beat up just about every day in gym class. We'd go into the locker room, and I remember someone took a poop in his bag one time in, in the locker room. Kind of funny, but also really gross if you think about it. Like, it's kind of funny if you do it to one of your friends who you know is going to poop in your bag later, then it's funny. <laughs> but you do it to somebody like Tony, who's not even going to dream of trying to get back at you, who's just going to try to deal with it, wasn't funny at all. So now he's got to figure out what to do with his bag. And so, I mean, just constantly. So we lived in, in North Canton up here for a long time, and then we moved back to Georgia back in 2005. And so I go back in, in 2005. In 2003 was my 10-year was my class reunion, which I didn't go down for. I'm like, I didn't like anybody in high school. Um, miserable. So, so I graduated high school. Sidebar here. I graduated high school. I go to college, and all of a sudden, having the name Happy was like, okay. Because I go to school, and I would meet somebody, and the girls would be like, oh, you're that guy whose name is Happy. And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, yes, that's me. How's it going, ladies? Hey, hey, my name's Happy. So they're like, oh, it's so cute. It's so sweet. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> I'm cute and sweet, too. It's just a full package. So, so things, got, things shaped up for me a little bit in college. So I'm telling, hey, so find a little encouragement there. If you hate high school, don't bail. College, it gets a little better, right? So, so then I end up getting married. My wife's smoking hot. I don't know how I pulled that off, but I'll take it. Smoking hot. Um, and so in, in college, um, I started, the, the adventurous side came out of me. I spent a full summer living up in Alaska, um, fishing and, and chasing bears around and doing stupid stuff like that. I've been, I could, I could stop and tell you the places that I've been all over the world, Russia, the Middle East numerous times, Mexico, uh, Central America, South America. Um, I've, I've been all over the world. I went, I went snowboarding um, at the Matterhorn. You, like, you guys know where the Matterhorn is in Switzerland? Freaking phenomenal place. Like, I spent a whole week snowboarding there, me and some buddies, just hang, hanging out, having a good time. Like, I've, I, I look back at my life now, and I go, man, I've had a good life. But I hated it in middle school, high school. Hated it. And so here I have a chance in my 10-year class reunion to go back. And, and I'm like, I'm not going back. Why? Well, because of Scott. I remember Scott in, in, in fifth grade. He sat behind me. And Scott would, Scott would lean forward. And he'd put his hands around my neck. And he'd squeeze as hard as he could until I started making enough noise that he'd let go. And then he'd lean forward and he'd say, if you say anything to the teacher, it's like I'm going to beat the crap out of you when you, on the playground. I was terrified. And guys, I know bullying is a, is a great subject for you guys. Be careful with that word. Scott bullied me. Without a doubt, he bullied me. Bullying is when someone does something to you repeatedly, not one time. If they do something to you one time, it's just them being a jerk. But if they do something to you repeatedly in an effort to, 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 to hold power over you, that's bullying. Don't you dare do that to anybody. It's not right. So after that time with Scott, thankfully, he moved, right? And I didn't have to deal with him because sure enough, uh, one day the teacher turned around real quick and saw him. And so guess what that means? That means I'm going to get it out on the playground. And now I'm dreading going out on the playground. I literally, I got sick that day because I was terrified of going out on the playground because he's going to beat me up. And I don't know what to do about it. I'm a skinny little kid, too tall, too lanky, too, I can't figure it out. 
And so, so I get sick and end up staying in the nurse's thing all during, during our outside time. And the next day, I go outside, and, 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 and so, so the teacher moves, moves desk because she realizes what's, what's going on. So, so the next day, I have to go outside. I can't be sick again. I go outside, and here comes Scott. And thankfully, here comes Adrian. Adrian was one of the few black guys at our school, very white community. Adrian was one of the few black guys at our school. And Adrian comes up to Scott, and he goes, if you touch him, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me and Adrian, man, we're, we're together. Thanks, man. Dude, do you want my lunch money? You can have it. Just be my friend. I'll never forget Adrian for that. Adrian stuck up for me, and then Scott moved away. So my parents figure out what's going on, and I'm like, I want to take karate. Okay, we're going to take karate. I'm a black belt. I love to fight. Love it. I was, I was here last Saturday um, for a baby dedication. I'm wearing a suit. I go upstairs. They got the um, karate class. They're like, you want to spar? Yeah take my tie off, take my jacket off, roll my sleeves up, and I'm, I get the pads, and I'm, I'm, out, I'm sparring in a suit. I love to fight. Why? Because I was bullied. Because I was picked on. Back to Tony, 2003, 10-year uh, class reunion. I decided not to go down. I don't want to deal with those people. I can't stand them. Like, is there forgiveness, un, unforgiveness in my heart? No, I've forgiven them, but I don't want to hang out with them. So 2005, I go down, and I go walking into the mall there, and they still have an arcade there. And I glance over, and there's Tony working in the arcade. Still messed up hair, still goopy glasses. I go, Tony, what's going on? He kind of looks up at me. Hey. Dude, what are you doing? How's it going? And just, uh, so I kind of talk awkward, all really awkwardly with him for about 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, man, see you later. So I made a point I'm going to go by there again the next day. So I went by there three or four days in a row until... Tony finally realized that I'm not there to pick on him. And I'm like, man, that's weird. So I asked him, I said, Tony, did you go to our 10-year class reunion? Here's what he said. No, I wanted to, but no one would tell me when it was or, or where it was. I swear to you guys, if I could have hit somebody over the head with a chair at that point, I would have done it. Like, for Pete's sake, here we are almost 30 years old, and you're still holding this guy down. You're still bullying him. You're still treating him like garbage. I look at Scripture, and I look at what Jesus says about him. Blessed are the little, blessed are the meek, blessed are the Tonys of the world. Why? Because he's going to inherit the earth. Middle schoolers, your, your stage in life is one of the most terrible stages in life for what we're talking about today. You, you in middle school, you guys do a phenomenal job at putting someone else down to make yourself look good. And I'm telling you, that is not biblical. You will not inherit the earth by doing that. On the flip side of that, you better watch yourself for God's judgment in the midst of that. You have no business on this earth putting other people down. None. I tell my kids all the time, and they can attest to this. Guys, you have no right to be mean to anyone, ever. But what if they're mean to you first? It doesn't matter. Why? Because what did Jesus say? Man, if somebody slaps you on, your, on one side, you turn the other cheek to them. Let them slap you again. Really? Yeah. So how does that fit with being a black belt? I don't know. Like, it's in me to block and counter, right? I want to block it. I want to punch you in the nose in that process. But no, like, I know I have no right to be mean to anybody, 
None at all. And middle schoolers, you have no right to be mean to each other, especially when you're doing it to somebody who is... Honest truth, if you guys went to high school with me, if I went to your high school right now, none of you guys would hang out with me. I, I almost guarantee it. You wouldn't like me. Not because I was a mean person, not because, but because I wasn't cool enough. I didn't have the nice enough clothes, very middle-class family, maybe lower middle-class family, I don't know. I, I didn't have real nice clothes. I didn't have nice things. I, did, I, I made good grades. I mean, just all those things. I was, easy to make, I was an easy target, and you wouldn't hang out with me. And so, so all of you in here, all of you know who that person is. Like, you've got that person in your mind. You're, you're either thinking right now, that's me? Like, I find myself by myself all the time. Why am I on this earth if no one spends any time with me? Or you can picture that person in your head because you know who they are at school. Now, high schoolers, let me tell you guys this. This is for you. You, you have the opportunity to be the Adrian in people's lives. You ought to have enough maturity in you, high schoolers, that you look down at the meek, at the little, and go, I'm going to stick up for them. Does that mean i got to go beat up a bunch of people? No. But I'm going to go, I'm going to at least, there's some of you, you treat your dog better than you treat human beings at school. You hear me? You take better care of your pet at home than other people at school. And guys, that's jacked up. I mean, I can't, I, I can't understand how, how, how we look at God's creation. Well, a, a dog is God's creation, too. I understand. Treat your dog well, okay? But look around the room. Like, I look at you guys, and I'm like, you are God's special creation. Every single one of you. He did not screw up when he made you. He knows exactly what he's doing. And so when I treat somebody else in here in an inappropriate manner, I am taking a look at God's creation and I'm saying, God, you're, God, you screwed up. You failed with this person. They're not worth my honor and respect. They're not even worth me treating them like a human being. They're worth me treating like the dirt that they came from. And so, guys, as I step back and I, and, and I look at the teaching of Jesus... And then, and then, man, if you, and it's not just here in Matthew chapter 5. You can, you can float through the whole New Testament where it talks about love one another, respect one another, honor one another, accept one another. Um, it, it talks about unity in the body of Christ. Like, like I'm supposed to realize that, that some of you are gifted and talented in ways different than me. I don't make fun of that. I rejoice in that. I'm glad that you're able to do the things that you do. I find I've, it's awesome. I'm not going to stop, and I'm not going to make fun of it. So, so middle schoolers, hear me. Break the habit now of busting on other people. Stop it. And I know that's, that's hard to do. I, I understand. Because it makes me feel good about myself when I crack on somebody else, especially when I do it over and over again. If I find an easy, easy target, because, guys, you have no idea if that person is a Tony who, who I'm going to start busting on them now, and they're an easy target, I'm going to do it all the way through high school, and then, and then Tony, man, for the love, I, I just don't understand. The boy never pursued his dreams and passions. He should be doing graphics arts crazy stuff right now because he was phenomenally talented. You know what he's doing? He's working at a cash register in an arcade, making seven bucks an hour. Why? Because nobody believed in him. 
Nobody supported him. Nobody came up behind him and said, dude, that's a, that's a, you got to do something with that. Instead, they made fun of him. They'd grab his stuff off his head, tear it up, throw it away. I mean, they just constantly they just picked on this kid nonstop his whole life. Like, you got to break that trend. you got to do something different than what the world is saying to do. That's, that's the whole purpose of, of, of Matthew chapter 5. It's like, hey, this is different. What, what God institutes to us is different than, than anything else. Our culture says, bigger, stronger, faster, richer, better looking, those things. We glory in those things. Jesus goes, no, we don't. We glory in the heart. We glory in those that are, that are persecuted, that mourn, that, that we glory. That's where we find glory. And so you, you start living that way. Middle schoolers, stop busting on each other. If you find yourself being bullied, like truly being, being bullied, someone is after you, you better go talk to somebody. I mean, I can say that from personal experience, from, from two types of personal experience. One, having the thing, I mean, I don't know how many days that happened. I just remember it happened a lot. And I was scared to even tell my parents. Because Scott, I mean, Scott terrified me. Go talk to somebody. You come talk to me. You go talk to Adam or talk to, talk to Ryan. Talk to your small group leader. Tell somebody, hey, listen, this is what's happening to me. And, and if they don't listen, if they don't hear it, tell somebody else. Like, don't go through life like that. If you find yourself bullying somebody, if that's you, if you find enjoyment and fun, may the fleas of a thousand camels infest your armpits. <laughs> I pass judgment on you to no, I'm just kidding. Stop it. Just quit. Like, grow up. Stop being so insecure. I mean, I'll just talk straight to you. Stop being so childish and insecure that you have to put somebody else down to make yourself look good. As they say in the movies all the time, pick up somebody your own size. Like, grow up a little bit and pick on somebody your own size. Better yet, be godly, be godly enough to go, to go find the meek of the earth and go, I support you. I'm behind you. I'm with you. I have no idea what God's going to do in your life, but I, I, I'm there with you. And, and, and high schoolers, you guys deal with it too. I mean, I'm not, I'm not dumb to think that it's just in middle school. Middle school is where it really forms. High schoolers, you, you set a different tone. Like You stick up for those that need to be stuck up for. The world, you know, it's... it's uh, We were, uh, this year, my youngest one, she's six, she's in kindergarten, red hair, pasty white skin, sorry, sweetie, daddy's fault, um, just a, yeah, she's a little knucklehead, um, so she's in kindergarten, she's on the bus, and so uh, she gets off the bus one day, and she's, and she's kind of teary-eyed, and I'm like, sweetie, what's wrong, I'm like, okay, so we start talking about it, and so we finally pull out of her that a second grader, she's in kindergarten, a second grader is, is sitting beside her and yanking on her hair like the whole ride home. Every day. That's bullying. Every day to exert repeated behavior, to exert, she's not just being a jerk, she's bullying my daughter. So, dad, black belt, do you know what I want to go do? Roundhouse kick a second grader in the face. <laughs> I would win, I hope. <laughs> right? That's what I want to do. No, well, not what I'm going to do, because that's not appropriate. That's me, I don't know. 
Uh, I'm going to go talk to their parents and straighten this out. So I do what I'm supposed to do. I tell the bus driver it's happening. Um, and then I call the school, and I tell the assistant principal. Assistant principal's like, thanks for, he said, thanks for letting me know we've had problems with this kid before. Not my kid, the other kid. Um, so they, they moved the, told the kid, the second grader, you're not allowed to sit there. You have to sit back here. Well, three or four days later, it happened again. Kid moved up and, and, was, and was doing it again. Now I'm ready to sidekick her in the face. Call the school again. Hey, you, you know, I'm getting, getting dad feelings inside of me here. He goes, we'll take care of it. So the assistant principal hops on the bus and rides on the bus every day for like a week to make sure that it doesn't happen. And I applauded the school. I'm like, thank you guys for handling it. And so he said, hey, listen, the next step is we're going to call, call the parents in. And I'm like, oh, please, God, let that happen. I don't want my kid to get bullied anymore, but I love, I love me a good confrontation um, if it's appropriate. Um, and, and so, so we walk through that process appropriately. Guys, there's right ways of doing things. There's right ways of handling it. But it starts with you. If you get to that spot, and I'm done right here, if you get to that spot where you realize, you begin to grasp and understand the price Jesus paid for you. When we look at Scripture and we say that when, you, when we were enemies of Him, like God should have smote us. There should have been a good smiting. We would all be smitten. God should have just destroyed us. He should have pulled a Noah and crushed the earth again, flooded the earth again, but he didn't. Instead, he sent his son to bear the weight of pain and death and agony for me and you and now lives inside of me. Like when, when I grasp that, the price that was paid for me, and then I look out at, at you guys and go, guys, the same price was paid for you. You must be worth something. You must be worth something very valuable. It changes the way I, I see you. It changes the way I approach you. It changes the way I treat you. So guys, I would, I would challenge you this morning, if, if, if you've not connected with God in that way, if you've not really realized the price that he paid for you, if you've not really begun to understood the depth of his love for you, you need to do that. Like, we need to have a conversation. I need to take you through some scripture and just spell out to you the riches of what he's done for you. And then let that build up and flow out of you so that when you see people, when you, when you see that person that, is, that you know is getting picked on, guys, I'm, I'm telling you, that person that gets picked on every day, man, they may be a little quirky, they may be a little odd, they may be this and that, but I can almost guarantee you that they probably go home on a regular basis and contemplate why they should be on this earth. Now, let the heaviness of that just sit in you for just a little bit. Because if you're contributing to that, shame on you. If you're contributing to make them feel worthwhile, that there's hope, good for you. Do that. Guys, make that decision. Let me pray for you. Father, uh, I, th I, th I thank you. I th God, I thank you so much that I don't, have to, I don't have to find myself as big and tall and rich and strong and all that stuff. I, I, can, I can come to you with all my messiness, with all my junk, with all just who I am. I, I can come to you that way. And, and you can look down at me and be pleased. You can look down at me and, and, and call me your child. And so, I, Lord, 
I pray for that, that person in here who finds themselves as a bully. They find themselves exacting power over someone. Lord, I pray that you, your spirit would convict their heart and that, and that they would see um, that they got to get some things changed. And, and God, they'd stop that behavior. Lord, I, I pray for that young man or that young woman in here who feels worthless, who feels like they have no place on this earth, who, who feels like there's no hope for tomorrow. God, if, that's, if, if that person is in this room, Lord, would you, would you so fill them with your love, with your hope, with your promise of a future? So keep your eyes closed for just a second. Please don't look around. I wanna, I, I, this is this opportunity for me to challenge you and call you out to something. If, if you would be so bold, and I promise no one's going to be looking. If I catch you looking, I'm going to roundhouse kick you to the face. If you would be so challenged as to, as to say, I, I bully people. Maybe not bully, but I'm, I, I can be a bit of a jerk. Happy, I, I, I can be that person. Would you pray for me? Would you just slip your hand up so I can pray for you this week? Okay. Gotcha. Good for you. I, I promise. I, I, I'm not passing judgment on you. I, am, I, am, I will pray for you this week. That God gives you a, a heart full of compassion and mercy for other people different than anything before. And the flip side of that, um, if, if you're that person in here that you're like, man, I'm struggling to find some hope in this world. I, I, I feel like I don't fit in. Would you pray for me this week? Would you slip your hand up real quick? Okay, I, I got you. I see you guys. Hey, guys, hear my heart towards you. You are loved. You are valuable. You are worth so much, not just to God, but to us here in this room, to this church, to this world. You are, you are, you are so important. There's a place for you. Don't, don't, don't ever hear that, that lie that says you're not. So, Father, I, I lift those individuals up to you this morning that, that would be so bold as to, as, to, as to need you to invest in their life right, right now. For those, those, those few that said, I, I could be a bit of a jerk, Lord, help them. Fill their heart with love and compassion. Let them see this world differently than they ever have prior to this. Lord, for those few in here that said, I'm struggling with, with who I am, Lord, would you surround them with people, maybe even with some of those that raise their hand uh, that says, I'm a jerk, would you surround them in such a way that they feel encouraged and supported and lifted up and, and a part of something valuable? But God, I push it into your hands because we're your kids. You say you love us. You got good gifts for us. So we thank you. We pray this in your son's name. Amen.